0: and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. welcome back to the podcast. We've been talking a lot about routines, and I'm going to share my morning routine in this podcast. But I want this podcast to be more than me just listing off what I do. I want to take you through the brainstorming session that I did to figure out what my routine should be, because your routine should be helping you. But if you're not really sure where you need help, then it's going to be hard to build a routine that actually helps. So let's talk about what happened with me. I've had a lot of newfound flexibility in my job in the past year, and it's what I thought I always wanted. The ability to sleep in, the ability to take a long morning walk, and to exercise, and to make a homemade breakfast while I journal, and then start work whenever I want. So I let myself do that for a couple of months. I would sleep in, take my time in the morning, sit down at my desk somewhere between 9 and 10 a.m., and then be filled with anxiety for the rest of the day. I would end up going to bed late. Then I would wake up late and then I would wince and repeat that cycle for months until I finally realized that I genuinely was not happy. And I know what you're thinking. What I just described probably sounds like a dream schedule for most people. So, how could I not like it? I didn't like it because it wasn't the right schedule for me, my personality, and my needs. It took me some trial and error to figure that out. But once I realized that it was the lack of structure that was making me feel so lost and so anxious every day, I realized I could actually do something about it. So I flipped my schedule, and it's going to sound a little crazy. I get up at 4.30 in the morning. Now, before you click out of this podcast, please hear me out. The only reason I'm actually able to do that is because my husband does it as well. He doesn't have a choice. He has to be at work at 6 a.m. We live about 45 minutes away. But I guarantee, if he and my dog were still sleeping in a dark bedroom, I would not get up either. I don't have that type of intrinsic motivation but now that I have that out there, I'm going to walk you guys through how I determined that I should go ahead and get up at 4:30 as well. In hopes that my brainstorming process helps some of you as you figure out your routine. And to clarify, I don't think everybody should get up at 4:30. It's not the right choice for a lot of people. So my goal is not to encourage you to do what I do, it's just to encourage you to design the routine that will actually serve you best. So let's talk about what was happening with what I just described. With my long, luxurious routine, I sometimes wasn't sitting down to work until about 10. My husband usually gets home from work around 3, and I wouldn't want to keep working when he got home. And so that left me only working about five hours a day, and that's assuming I didn't take a lunch break, I didn't go for an extra walk with my dog, I didn't get distracted by my phone. On average, I would say I was working closer to four hours each day. I was writing these lengthy to-do lists for the week that reflected 40 hours of work, but I was actually only doing about 20 hours of work. I was constantly behind on my projects. I never finished my goals. I stayed in a constant state of feeling overwhelmed. And again, what was supposed to be a really relaxing morning was actually causing me so much more stress across my entire day. So when I figured out this problem, I had to figure out what do I actually want my days to look like? And I decided I want to allot eight hours of work each day, especially the days that I'm not going to my center, I'm working from home. And I really would like to be done with work around three. That's when my husband gets home, it's summertime, and I've got a pool in my garage, and I want to enjoy that before dinner. I want to have my afternoon, so I want to be done with work at three. Well, if I want to be done with work at three, I need to start work at seven. So that kind of gave me a starting place of when I should be getting up. And so the very first thing I did was figure out my non-negotiable, and for me, this was my dog walk. My dog and I have been walking for 30 minutes every morning since November, and I did not want to give that up. So in order to fit in the dog walk and then time to shower and get dressed, I figured I need to get up around 6. I used to get up for work at my teaching job between 5.30 and 6, so I knew this was totally feasible. I had done this for many years. But that's not the only thing I wanted to do in the morning. So I was hospitalized with pneumonia back in 2018, and I've had reduced lung function ever since, and it's something that my pulmonologist and I have been working on. He really wanted me to work on exercises that made me, as he said, huff and puff. So basically teaching my lungs how to fully expand again to help with my lung function. My walk with my dog was not cutting out, so I wanted to get work in in as well, and I don't love working out, so I needed to do it first thing or I wasn't going to do it. So I figured I really needed to get up more like 5.15 instead of 6. And I knew I wasn't going to work out every day, but I also knew that I needed to get up at the same time every day for consistency. So I decided I'd work out three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the other two days I would do journals, which is something else I really enjoy doing. But another thing I was doing before I structured my morning was eating breakfast and reading a book. I participated in a reading challenge at my library from January to March. And in order to get all of the books read, I would spend about 10-15 minutes eating breakfast, drinking some tea, and reading from a book. And I loved that. It was a really nice way to start the morning. I didn't want to give that up either. So I decided I probably should get up at 5 to fit everything in. So... Once I knew I was going to get up at 5 and probably go to bed around 10 every night, I decided to bump everything back by 30 minutes. My new routine was 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. My husband's routine was 9.30 p.m. to 4.30 a.m. That's pretty close anyways. Plus, I thought having the accountability of him making sure I was awake before he left would help me. And... That's how I got to waking up at 4.30 a.m. So I actually started doing this back in May. And funny enough, he really thought I would hate it and I would stop doing it after two weeks. But it turns out I absolutely love it. I've been doing it for 10 weeks now and it's the perfect schedule for me. I'm going to share some of the best things that have happened since we've made the switch. But I'm also going to share some of the things I've had to give up as well. Nothing irritates me more than when I see reels of girls saying they get up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and they don't mention the things that they have to give up to make that work. So we're going to cover both. And again, I'm just hoping it gives you some things to think about as you figure out the schedule and the time that work best for you. So let's talk about those pros. I'm very much a morning person. I tend to be really productive earlier in the day. I can get three times amount of work done from 7 to 10 a.m., than I can from one to four. By changing the times that I'm working, I'm actually accomplishing a lot more. And so I feel more productive and I'm meeting more of my goals. I also found that it has helped reduce my anxiety. I didn't really realize that by staying up late at night by myself, that was giving my brain a lot of uninterrupted time to worry about things that I didn't need to worry about. By eliminating that, I have not had nearly as many intrusive thoughts in the past 10 weeks as I was having in the first half of 2022. I also have a much more consistent sleep schedule. So when we first started this back in May, I was not tired at 930, but I would just get in bed and read my Kindle until I got sleepy. Because I've done that consistently, I was able to train my body, and I now do get sleepy at the right time every day. And so I'm getting the seven hours of sleep that I want to get while keeping this schedule. Also, I really love seeing my husband in the morning before he leaves for work. And by us having the same schedule, he told me he's actually sleeping better. So my dog and I used to try and creep into the bedroom late at night and that would always disturb him. He didn't really realize it, but he said he's getting much better sleep now that we all go to bed at the same time. So there's just been a lot of benefits for our family. But I clearly gave some stuff up as well. So for one, I go to bed between 9.15 and 9.30. I'm taking my dog bedtime potty at nine o'clock when the sun is still out and kids are still playing on the street. That is really hard to get your body to understand what's happening in that environment. And like I said, I used to stay up late and I would do a ton of reading during that time and I don't have that time anymore. I've had to figure out other ways to fit reading and leisure activities in. Also, my mom is a pretty late-night owl, and my brother and sister-in-law live in California, so it's three hours earlier there. It's not uncommon for our family, chat to still be going at 10 o'clock at night, and I used to always be awake and texting, and now I'm missing that. And sometimes it makes me feel guilty. For example, the day I'm recording this podcast, my brother is in town, and we're going to a baseball game tonight. He was buying the tickets, and he sent a text at, like, 10.15 to ask if everyone was comfortable with the price point. Old Nicole would have seen it and answered right away. New Nicole didn't see it until the next morning, and so he had to wait to hear from me, and that makes me feel a little guilty, and that's just something that I've had to learn to navigate as I've adjusted to this new schedule. It's not a big deal. My brother doesn't care, but it's just something that I had to think about. The other thing I wanted to highlight is that it does make it a little difficult to fit everything in in the day, especially when I'm working late at my center. I asked on Instagram, and most people knew what I was saying, but I want to clarify it here. When I refer to intimacy, I'm talking about all aspects of your relationship. Date nights, sharing cups of tea, just talking. I didn't want you to think I was going there. I'm talking about intimacy as a whole concept. When I work late at my center, and I don't get home until 6.30, 6.45, it's hard to fit time in to eat dinner, spend any meaningful time with my husband, do a nighttime walk with my dog, read or do any leisure activities I want to do, and still be ready to wind down for bed by 8.30, 8.45. And if it's a night that we have a date night, which is so important, I can pretty much eliminate any time to read or do my own leisure activities because I go to bed as soon as we get home. So it's just been a balancing act. As an example of what I've given up to be able to do this routine. And there are absolutely times where I miss those late nights with a bowl of cereal and a really good thriller when my puppy sleeps in my lap. There are some mornings that I would feel so cozy to stay in bed, and I'm sure when it's really cold and really dark in the winter, I'm going to feel that more. And I'm not going to guarantee that I'm going to keep this schedule forever because things happen in life, and sometimes things need to change, but... For now, it is the best schedule for me and my whole goal with this podcast was to help you guys see how I determined the right time and right length for a morning routine so you could try and figure it out what works best for you. And so here's a really quick summary at the end. My routine is that I wake up at 4:30. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I work out. On Tuesday and Thursday, I journal. By 5:15, I'm on a dog walk and listening to an audiobook. I come home and eat breakfast, and I try and meal prep breakfast at the beginning of the week, so this goes faster. At 6 o'clock, I'm getting in the shower, then I can get dressed and ready for the day, and I'm at my desk working by 6.30. This gives me a 30-minute lunch break, 8 hours of work, and I'm done working by 3. I'm more productive, I'm actually spending more time with my family, I'm less anxious, and I'm really not that tired. It's just working really well for me. So in order to do the same process, just list out all of the things that you want to do in your routine, figure out approximately how long each one will take, and add it together. Figure out what time you need to leave for work and count back. So if your ideal routine takes you 90 minutes because you're going to do a morning walk, you're going to do a Bible study, and you're going to eat breakfast, and it's going to take you 90 minutes total, and you need to leave for work at 730, getting up at 6 will work best. You just have to figure out what time you need to get up to fit the routine. And if waking up in time for your routine is hard, listen to the podcast before this, the Barriers podcast. I'll link it in the show notes. I gave some tips for times in that podcast as well. I hope this was helpful. And if you have a routine you follow, I would love to hear about it. Follow me over on Instagram to see more of my routines in action. And let's chat over there. But I hope we all can find routines that we love. Because clearly, I love my routines. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful. And you can always come visit me on Instagram at AdaptationStation for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.